And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM, and we have a lot more clues to give out with the quiz today. Mon, you know I've given the um, I, I've given the quiz away like five times already, right? You have. I have. How did you do that? You weren't listening close enough. Oh, look, just because you say the name doesn't mean you're giving it away. <laughs> because you now we could be people should, people should just be listening a lot more. Yeah, but just saying the name doesn't mean nothing. It's like. It's like you could mention it's, it's it in clue. past. It's a, it's a subtle, it is a subtle, subliminal clue. You could say it like throughout the Bible study in reference to the Bible study, but people won't know that you're referen- like referencing the quiz. Well, the okay, time. so now they've, now they've got uh, heads up that... You um, could be saying it a lot they, and they, people wouldn't realise. Yes. <laughs> this is very true. Um, okay, so the heads up is if you listen closely to what I'm saying, I'll be giving lots of clues away today. Lots and lots of them. Okay, let me give you a real clue though. All right. I'm trying to decide. Give us a hard one. What's the hardest yeah, one you no, got? I'm down to the last two, and I've oh, got to tell you they're both, the last two they're were both really pretty easy. obvious. You tell me which which of which of these which of these two should I do? Okay, I can have a look at this because I've already answered it. Um, the one pertaining to his daughters, or the one pertaining to his wife? I don't know. They both they both total gives what giveaways um, because the one pertaining to his daughters. Okay, let me see that. Let me see that. Let me see that. The first My two daughters and I escaped God's judgment. Ooh, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah we'll there you Google go. It. Yeah. My okay, two Google daughters it. and I escaped God's judgment. While is splicing up the uh, the clues. But yeah, that's that's yes. the clue for now. I like it. I like it. Good job, Lyle. If you know who that is, <coughs> give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Of course, you can text if you'd rather do that. You're much like me. Uh, 491 Zero six four six six nine. We need to get a new texting number. That number is just not easy to remember. Ah, people just need to write it down and save it in their phone. That's all, and then they've got it, and uh, they can text in whenever they feel like it. So I that's, was referring that's... to me. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> me and me and the listeners, <laughs> the listeners and I, I should say. Ah, uh, dear. Okay, so encounter with God, Mon. We are in Ephesians chapter four this morning. Oh and yes. Let's head over there, Ephesians chapter four. By the way, the prize for today's quiz is a brand spanking new beautiful Bible. Oh, yeah, it is too. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very KJV nice version. version. Um, that's actually the version I use. Yeah, it's very nice. Old school. Very nice version. Not the version you use, but... Um, it's a version I use at home. Okay. It's a good version for discovering doctrinal truth. Yeah, it's a great study Bible. Bible yep. study out. Did you say right. Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter 4. We are here. Well, I am. Ephesians chapter 4. And if you could read for us the first three verses, please. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. That's okay. beautiful. Yeah, a bit of a list of uh, a bit of a list of way, how we should live right here. I feel like everyone should read this every day before they get up and get out. I feel like a better person for just having heard you read that. Yeah, me too. It, uh, it it's just an encouragement, and you know the question that goes along with it is: in what way are Christians to walk worthy of their calling in Christ? Well, they've been called. We've been called by God. <coughs> okay, so let's to be well, humble and gentle. Yeah, run, run us through the list that we have here. So be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each, for each other's faults because we love them. I mean, love each other, not not the faults. Uh, make an effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. 
Um, binding yourself. You can't do it fast. I'm trying to make a list. Oh, sorry, my bad. I meant okay. Let me be humble. Yep. Gentle. gentle yeah. Mm-hmm. Patient with each other. Patient. Make yep. make allowance for other people's faults. Okay. Yep. Because of our love. So basically, have love for each other. Uh, make an effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. So united in the spirit, and bind yourselves together with peace. So bind through peace. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Man, if we could seven ju- different attributes right there. If we could just achieve those today, <laughs> you, you got You got to know that there is something important coming out when there is seven different attributes, don't you? Ooh, yes, yes. Because seven is, you know, that's that, that's a biblical number right there. Very that's a number rather. that's going to pop up, pop up in all kinds of different places in the Bible, and uh, yeah, just a. Um, um, a significant number, but seven different attributes. Let's work our way through them one at a time. What does it mean to be humble, Mon? Uh, not to be proud and boastful, I was but say, to do you know the answer to this one? <laughs> oh, Lyle Southwell, <laughs> strangle you with this chemical uh, thing I'm wearing. <laughs> okay, yeah, humble. Yeah, so so um, not being you know a proudful, conceited, boastful kind of person. Arrogant. Yeah, none of that. The opposite of all that. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Op- definition by opposites. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. How would you How would you define humble? Humble is somebody. There are probably a bunch of different attributes to humility. Um, one of them being willing and able to admit when you are wrong. Yes. And I think humble that's probably. Pie. Yeah, I think it's probably the um, the the largest and most challenging attribute of humility is being able to actually do that. Mm-hmm. That's admit, true. I was wrong. I shouldn't have. I should not have. I should not have done that. I should not go there. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's what I see with humility. What about gentleness? Yeah, I don't think gentleness is good. Really? Yeah. Why? I do not approve of gentleness. What do you mean? Well, sometimes you've got to be very ungentle about things. That's got to be a rare occasion. No, no, quite often. Mm-mm, rare. Okay, driving a nail. Oh, Lyle. <laughs> I think gentle in spirit, not when like hammering a house together or something. There's often occasions when a little bit of violence goes a long way. <laughs> My rattle gun is a violent tool and I like it. Cars are it quite does. violent. Cars can be gentle. Not really. Yeah, they can be even gentle. Just, even just turning on the old ignition. It's got a whole bunch it of releases a massive amount of violent internal combustion and yeah, moving parts within it. But you don't get to see all of that. Well, but you get to feel it, yeah, when you drive off. But I think this has got to do more with being. Uh, I was moving furniture last night. Oh yeah, yes, that wasn't bit a gentle of a task. No, it was not a gentle <laughs> task. We tried to be gentle, I, but it wasn't gentle the whole time. I think this is more to do with was, um, um, being gentle with each other. Okay, t- treating other humans gently. Yeah, a lesson that uh, we probably all need to learn. Yeah, because sometimes we can be heavy-handed and brash, uh-huh. brash, crass. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, okay. So patient. How is that not self-explanatory, being patient with each other? Yeah, I was just wondering whether you could comment on that one. What, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think waiting graciously. It's this old saying that goes, if you throw a stone amongst a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one that got hit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might know there's no pack of dogs in this studio. It's just me. So if oh, you're throwing okay. stuff, I'm the only target in the room, Lyle. <laughs> uh, what's the next one there? Allowance for other people's faults. This one yes. can be very challenging. Yes. I don't like to make allowances for other people's faults. I don't believe that people have the right to be idiots. 
They need to be corrected. <laughs> and they need to cease to be idiots by hearing my good thoughts. Oh, my goodness. You remind me of this T-shirt I saw yesterday, this Christmas T-shirt, and it said, this year, instead of giving gifts, I'm going to be handing out my opinion. Everyone get excited. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like you. Everyone is idiots until they hear my smart remarks. But I think this one... So, so this one actually links then with humility, doesn't it? Yes. And I think this is the one that we have a lot of trouble with in the church, making allowance for other people's faults. We seem to want everyone else to be perfect. And, uh, and if not, then they should not be in the church. Yeah, and one of the reasons for that is we feel a little bit more perfect when we can criticize other people's faults because so it, true, uh, isn't it, it takes the, the, that bright light, shining yeah. light off of us mm-hmm. and shines it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's something where you'll never find somebody who is perfect within a church. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one is love. Yes, we need to love each other. Mm. Uh-huh. Agreed. Uh, united, and this is the whole subject of what we're studying at the moment. Yes, keep um, yourselves united in the spirit. In the spirit. Okay, so what does it mean united in the spirit? Because, I mean, you know, no two people are going to be perfectly united. You know, the whole world is 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 mad but me and thee and sometimes even thee. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous saying and uh, one that is so true, we're never going to be perfectly united, but can we be perfectly united in the spirit? And what does that actually mean? Has it got something to do with uh, what we believe? Okay. United in what we believe? Yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with what we mm-hmm, believe. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, yeah, I'm not really sure united in the spirit. It's Because it's not talking about the unity of us in the spirit. It's talking about the unity of us with each other in the spirit. In the right? spirit, that's yeah. right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so what I see coming through here is that when we have the Spirit of Christ living in our hearts, we might not always agree on everything, but that we will always agree to treat each other well. In other words, the things that we've been listing here, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, um, and with allowance for the You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, Mon, yes. what's this weird um, <laughs> thing that you are wearing oh, here this morning? Relief. I was wearing a clavicle support brace. It looked like a, um, Torture a device. bridle on a horse's... It, it was really painful. I think it only lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. You did. You lasted it's, that one segment. That was it. Yeah, it, it really... It was cutting off the blood to my arms. My, I was getting like pins and needles in my fingers, which is not good. I must be wearing it wrong or something. But it's because I'm, I'm in my mid-30s and I have a terrible slouch and I'm already starting to get one of those old lady bumps in the back of my neck. And so I'm trying to sit up straight and I thought that thing might help me. Oh, you're making me feel really guilty now. I'm going to be sitting up straight now. It's just like... That's right, everyone. Sit up straight. I know you're all driving oh. and working your cars. Shoulders back, head up straight. Let's do it, everyone. Breathe all the way deep into your belly and back out again. Okay. All right. So, united and finally, this, less, this list here ends with peace. What's that all about? Mm, making every effort to keep yourself the iron spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So, to be bound in peace. Mm-hmm. Does that mean when there's time for war, we shouldn't be bound together? Yeah, and the Bible says, you know, that there is a time for not being at peace, but the Bible says that as Christians we should be bound together as peace, in peace. This is really important, and this, this whole segment really goes together here when you look at, um, you know, being humble, being gentle, being patient with others, allowing for their faults, loving other people. 
Um, all of that is going together to bring about unity, but it's also going to bring about peace. You're never going to agree with everybody on this planet. You're never going to agree with everybody in your family. You're never going to agree with everybody in your church. But if you approach the world with um, the list of attributes that we have right here, then you do have um, the possibility of having unity um, amongst all of those variations. True. Yeah. All right, so we need to keep reading with our passage here. Um, in fact, this passage, you know, when I read through this passage, it's really based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If we've got yeah, time, we might, um, we, might get, uh, we might come back to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and look at that. This is a bit of a theme that Paul has. And when you look at Paul, he was a go-getter. He was somebody who would, um, you know, he would get out there, he would make a stir. He wasn't scared to stand up and be counted. He wasn't scared to call sin by its right name. When he saw something was wrong, he would call it out. He's often seen as being very outspoken. Uh, he stands up against Peter one time and and publicly rebukes Peter in front of the church. Don't try that at home, folks. Yeah. <laughs> And so when you look at, we, we often see Paul as being a very strident individual, but all the way through the book, the, the books that Paul wrote, the Pauline epistles, you have this appeal for love, for peace, for harmony, for gentleness, uh, for humility, for patience, uh, for allowing for other people's faults. This is a theme that runs from one end of his books to the other. And so he was somebody who was able to master the balance and to be able to be strident at the same time as being loving. And that's a balance that we all need to learn and practice and figure out how to master for ourselves. Amen. All right, continuing on, verse 4 to 6. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Okay, so the Bible gives us a bit of a list here, Mon. It does, rather. Let's make another list. In fact, we've got the first three verses have a list, the next three verses have a list. Let's work through them. There is one what? One body. Mm-hmm. One spirit. Yes. One glorious hope for the future. One hope. Yep. One Lord. Yep. Lord. One faith. Yes. One baptism. Yes. One God and Father of all. Yes. Who is over all, in all, and living through all. Okay, so how many is in that list? Uh, that was... Let's go through it. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Was that eight? At seven. Seven again? Oh, seven yeah, again. I, I literally counted seven on my fingers and thought it was eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that was like my housemate the other day. We were counting something up, and he's holding up. Five fingers and a thumb. He's going like, yeah, it's five. It's five. And I'm like, Emery, that's six. And he's like, no, 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 it's five. And he's like, <laughs> just had this little brain fart, just like I just did. <laughs> Holding up seven fingers. Like, that's eight. <laughs> you know, Mon, the reason for counting on your fingers. <laughs> so you don't Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Is so that you, you have a visual way of being able to actually double check Simple maths because Look, fingers, fingers is for maths that is, you know, 10 or less, right? Kindergarten this was a, a hard time a, for me, right? <laughs> Still is, right? <laughs> okay, so we have seven again. There's clearly a pattern. Okay, that's right. There's a pattern between these and if we look at it, uh, the Bible says that, well, let's begin with one body. What's the Bible talking about when it talks about the body? The body of Christ. And the body of Christ is what? The church. The body of Christ is the church. Mm -hmm. And the body of Christ as the church works when 
they all practice humility. Mm-hmm. It continues on from there. There is one what? Uh, spirit. There's one spirit. Now, when you look at the Holy Spirit in the Bible, is the Holy Spirit violent? No. It's very gentle. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is is often referred to as, you know, we often refer to it as that still small voice. That's don't we? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we feel, you know, we see some 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 very dramatic events taking place in the Bible, um, you know, that that God does and that Jesus does on different occasions, but the Spirit is always seen as gentle. That's true. Isn't there a song about gentle gentle Holy Spirit come something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Yep, yep. Okay, then the Bible goes on, and the next thing it says, we all have one what? Glorious hope for a the future. A glorious hope for the future. What mm. is that hope, Mon? Uh, the coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus. Yes. The Bible describes it as the blessed hope or the glorious hope in a number of different occasions. The blessed assurance. And uh, that's something we all have the privilege of being able to look forward to. Yeah, resurrection, second coming, heaven. It's going to uh, be amazing. Yeah. New earth. New earth. New earth. Yeah, yes. all of that. All Everything made of that. new. No more tears. No more sin. Yes. Yep. Evil gone. It's pain a huge, gone. Huge, great, big, glorious hope. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a hope, and it is an assurance um, that we have now. That glorious hope. We're not experiencing it right now, right? Well, you can experience hope. We haven't experienced yeah, yeah, the, but we outcome, haven't, of the outcome of the hope. That's yeah, right. No, no, no. no. Um, and sometimes I don't know about you, but I get a little bit impatient. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like, Lord, why don't you come already? There is so much pain and suffering yeah. and misery. And, we need you uh, yesterday. You know, I was reading a um, a Facebook post of a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and he's just like, you know what? I'm so dis- disenfranchised with this world; it is not my home. I, I just, don't, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm just thinking, yeah, I can so totally resonate with that. It's like, just get me out of here. Yeah, it's time to go. This this world is not my home. Um, this world is a is a spectacularly beautiful place, and I appreciate what God has created for us. But human beings have wrecked it so thoroughly. I just want out. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, just, just get me out of here. But that's going to take some patience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So then, uh, the next one is one Lord. Lord. One Lord. Mm. Mm, now that's an interesting one. What does the word Lord mean? If somebody is your Lord, who are they? Do they rule over you? Yeah, yeah. they're your ruler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus is your Lord, then what kind of a ruler do you have? Oh, you have a very good one. Very fair, kind, mm-hmm. just ruler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely the kind and of rule you want to subscribe for. That's right. Jesus, as your Lord and as your ruler, is able to make righteous judgments. Isn't that so? Yep. Are we able to always make righteous judgments? No. <laughs> <laughs> we perverted justice in a big, big way. Yes, that's a human trait, isn't it, right there? And Very so we pick so. the faults of others, and God says that we shouldn't be picking the faults of others, but we have a Lord. We don't need to pick the faults of others. Because we have a Lord whom that is his responsibility and his alone and he has the ability to be actually be able to do so because he can read a person's heart. Mm, this is why we need to make an allowance for other people's faults because it's not our job to deal with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on from there. One faith. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, if you go to the end of Corinthians, it says there remains three. What are those three that remain? Faith, hope, love. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the greatest of those is? Love. And so faith is linked to love. Love, yeah. yeah. So love and faith are really two things that go hand in hand. It's beginning to sound a little bit ecumenical, isn't it? I hadn't picked that. <laughs> I think this is like this would be like one verse that they would love to read out. I think because you know when they have their when they have their big conferences, they all have T-shirts saying like one love, one God, 
and it's oh the one movement yeah and it sort of changed the way it sort of means yeah this is an interesting thought you know I've I've been puzzled by the whole one movement it sort of does my head in a little bit um, super controversial. It is, brother. I'm sorry, I brought it up. No, let's talk about it. No, no, let's have a song break. No, let's talk about it. No, I want to talk about it. Break. I want to talk about no, it. No, let's movement. have a song break. Uh, I think we should uh, listen to jo- Matt and Josie Minikus. <laughs> Though I speak with tongues. <laughs> and by the time that song is over, Lyle will have forgotten this controversial subject. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels. Though I have the prophet's gift. Though I hold the keys to hidden knowledge Though my faith can mount and shift Without love I am no better Without love it's all for naught Lord you spent your life in loving others What this means I would be taught Love is patient, knows no envy Never gloats when others sin Love is never glad to see injustice Always wants the truth to win There's no end to love's endurance There's no test it cannot face Lord, you spend I shall fail without your grace Though there'll be an end to hidden knowledge Visions, raptures, prophecy Faith and hope and love shall last forever While the greatest of the three Without love I am no better Without love it's awful not You gave your life in saving others What this means I would be taught Lord you spent your life in loving others What this means I would be to Matt and Josie Minicus here, though I speak with tongues. You got another clue there still, Mon? Nobody snapped this one up yet. Can't believe how... We're giving lots and lots of clues away here. Yeah, nobody snapped it up. And we have a beautiful KJV Bible. Lots uh, of hints. Surprise. Massive okay. hints. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you another clue now and then another clue uh, in the next segment. So the, uh, the clue is, my daughters and I escaped God's judgment, which was upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, that really gives a lot away. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should hear the next clue. <laughs> <laughs> if you know who that is, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. The next clue is, Jesus said, remember this person's wife. Stop talking. Now, <laughs> Jesus highlights this particular story. He does. And he directs us 
In fact, he highlights it in the context of the last days. And those of us living in the last days should be reading the story. That's why I preached on it. Amen. Okay, where are we up to? We were up to... Uh, verse 7. Yes, Ephesians and four, we were seven. looking at uh, these, um, these lists of things here, seven different things, seven different aspects. Uh, we were looking at faith and love. Oh! No, darn it. You came so close to not remembering. Yes! You're so good at forgetting stuff in the The list. one movement. The one movement. <laughs> let's, let's go there. Let's go there. Oh. So, Mon. Yes. Yes or no? Yes or no what? The one. The one movement. <laughs> I'm going to ask you yes or no, Lyle. Yes no, or no, no, I'll ask movement. you first. I'm not into ecumenical movements, no. Okay. But isn't it all about Jesus Christ? It is, but it's also about Jesus, Jesus' truth. Okay, and uh, but you know, shouldn't shouldn't we just be focused? You know, it, it every truth that there is in the Bible is about Jesus Christ. So then, for it's all about Jesus Christ. That's, so you can't add an end to it. It's all about Jesus Christ. If it's all about Jesus Christ, then it's all about what Jesus did, what Jesus said, what Jesus preached, what Jesus everything that's recorded in the Bible about Jesus, which is. Truth. Which is probably a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In which case, you have a lot of truths you need to deal with. Okay. So here's what I see with the one movement. And uh, you can all um, call in and disagree with me on this. Um, I agree. It, it is totally all about Jesus Christ. It is all it about is. one person, one thing, uh, one faith, one baptism. As we are reading right here, it is all about Jesus. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Here's where the one movement can come unstuck where they make it so much about just Jesus that they do away with anything that Jesus... That, that, that they ignore what Jesus did and what Jesus taught. Because that's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So when you make it just about one thing, the danger is that you will end up doing away with a lot of things, and the Bible talks about a lot of things. It's true. And I think it's probably the the biggest um, drawback to any ecumenical movement is moving away from everything Jesus did. And it's like you almost hollow out who Jesus was. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, the three angels' messages of Revelation 14. Great end time messages right there. The foundation, you know, the Bible describes it as the everlasting gospel. If you go through those, um, first of all, they are all centered on Jesus Christ. So they're all about one thing, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Then you could say, well, there's three angels' messages, so they're about three different things, right? Yeah. Then you could break them down and say, well, there's actually 13 different major doctrines right there in the three angels' messages. And so you could say there are about 13 different things. True. And so this is, this is where we need to, you know, yes, it's all about Jesus. Let's not stop there. Let's look at everything that Jesus did. Let's look at everything that Jesus taught. Let's look at, look at the many things. So rather than just being the one thing, it is the many things that Jesus teaches and Jesus practices and Jesus shows us an example of. So this is what I actually don't get about the ecumenical movement is that when we just like do this whole fluffy, it's all about Jesus and nothing else, I feel like we actually miss Jesus because of that oh, stance. Totally. Because That's not Jesus. Because everything in the Bible, like everything that tells us about Jesus, it tells us about his character. Like we're missing bits of his character. When we, when we choose to ignore, um, you know, Bible truths and you know, people often, you know, want to escape the whole like um, justice thing. But really, who wants a God that doesn't believe in justice? Yeah. You know, we, we miss parts of his character it, that it, are it essential is, for us to love him. That's right. It is absolutely essential to human nature that we have an inbuilt plea for justice. We want to see justice done in our world. Yeah, exactly. 
Mm. So I, I, I think that's a, it's a, to the, to the detriment of people that the ecumenical movement sort of um, glosses over the things that, you know, people often will argue about theologically because they just want to have this one concept. So, yeah. That's my two cents. There Maybe you go. Maybe three. Maybe, maybe you should post that up. One's two cents. <laughs> All right. So moving on from there, we have uh, one baptism. And baptism, well, okay, so what is baptism all about? Uh, baptism is a, a physical expression of an internal decision. Okay, and when you become baptized, that's an internal decision that has meant that you have done what? Decided to follow Jesus. De- decided to follow Jesus. In other words, you have decided to become a part of the body of Christ, right? Amen. That's right. And that's why, you know, typically um, after somebody's baptized, they will usually, um, you know, excuse me. Worse, yeah. That one caught me. Caught all of us, Lyle. <laughs> there he goes again. There he blows. <laughs> I thought I thought I could sneak it through, and unfortunately, yep, wasn't going to happen. Like you know, the best way to not sneeze on live radio, Lyle, is actually just to pinch your nose. Just, yeah, yeah, I was. Didn't you see what nose. I was doing? I didn't see you. No, know. I didn't see it. I you, wasn't looking. That's exactly what I was doing. I'm pinching it like mad, and it's like, yeah, 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 I'll be fine because I've had a busy time before on live radio, and I've pinched my nose, and it's like, yep, the sneeze has gone away, and this time the sneeze was like, yep, no, I'm coming this time. Anyway, we we may have somebody mm. with an answer to the quiz. We'll just we'll just stay tuned on that for a minute. Just, just just hold that hold that thought and see how they're going. Someone might be about to re- win a Bible. Ooh la la! Anyway, we, what were we talking about? We're talking about baptism, and baptism, of course, is where you, you where you unite yourself with those who are part of the body of Christ, those others who are uh, have given their lives to Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It is a public. Um, um, event where uh, where you do just that. Okay, so what have you uh, what have you got there, Mon? Uh, yes, indeed, someone has answered the quiz correctly. Congratulations, Daniel from Greta or Greta. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, they answered the quiz correctly. The answer, of course, was lot. There you go. Yes. I told you we've been t- giving a lot of clues yeah, away. A lot of clues. Ah, <laughs> If you had been listening, we mentioned. The name of this particular individual probably 20 or 30 times. times. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Daniel. Uh, we're going to send you a, a beautiful copy uh, from the Thomas Nelson Publishing House. Uh, it's a beautiful KJV Bible. It's a nice red and white edition. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy that one. There you go. All right, so where were we up to? We were uh, – let's, uh, let's go to the last one here, uh, One God. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that God is a God of peace. And that he has come to bring peace on the earth. The whole great controversy between Christ and Satan, everything that is taking place um, in our world over the last 6,000 years has one purpose, and that is to rid the universe of sin, of pain, of suffering, and of death eternally, so that it will never, ever exist again. It will never, ever come back again, because God's purpose is to bring peace to the universe, because he is a God of peace. It's as simple as that. Amen. And so if we look at... Our first seven attributes that Paul gives to us here, humility, gentleness, patience, um, allowing for others' faults, love, unity, and peace, they link with the next seven attributes, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Each of those links across to each other. There's a whole sermon here, you know. There really is. Maybe I need to put it together and preach it sometime. I would love that. Um, however, um, we can make choices 
we make choices every day and we can make choices right now in order to be sure that we are walking worthy of the calling wherewith we were called and living our lives according to the grace of God. May we all make that decision today. Right now we're going to listen to Carly Fletcher. She is going to bring to us the song, Come Home. Searching for you 
fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there.
still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You, thy friends, despise for Jaden Lavick with What a Friend We Have in Jesus here on Faith FM and we have come to the question of the day. Has that uh, that, that clue did? Yes, it got it, the yes, prize Yes, congratulations again to Daniel, Daniel. from Greta. Greta. Right. Yeah, it's there. spelt Greta, but I think they say it Greta, which is weird because there's no double E. And you've got a head in Greta that's just down the road. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Just Australia. Just to confuse I love Australia. Anyway, question of the day. It's such a good question. Uh, Lyle, it's how do I pray? Oh, that's oh, but it's not just any how do I pray. Right. There's like so much to it. It's like. How can there be so much to it? It's, it's the like, simplest thing do ever. Do I have to kneel down and stick my bum in the air, my forehead on the ground? Do I have to hold some incense sticks? Do I have to like work my fingers with some rosary beads? You know, do I have to do a chanting? Do I have to climb a flight of stairs on my knees for God to hear me? What do I say? Is there a specific, you know, uh, list of things I have to get through in a, in a particular order? Money, you are confusing me with all of these questions. It's like. Prayer is so simple. Okay, so let me give you um, a Bible verse to answer your questions. Thanks, Lyle. Uh, let's go. It's, in fact, this is the second shortest verse in the Bible. So it's do very I have si- to hold a, hands with someone? Do I have to have my hands, my fingers out answer. straight, or do I have to like fold my fingers together? Because, you know, they say sometimes if you don't have your hands flat against each other, that leaves a space in the middle for the devil to hide. Somebody said that. That's what my dad was taught when he was in school as a kid. So you can't, you can't, you can't lace your fingers together and make a ball. You have to have your fingers flat against each other when you pray. Dearie me. Um, okay, so let me read to you what the Bible says. How about that? Go, yes, that'd be the best. And this, is not the, this is the third shortest verse in the Bible. So this is really how simple this subject is. Oh, good. This is First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, pray without ceasing. There's your answer. Wow, that's okay, so hard. if you go like this without ceasing for the rest of your life, are you actually going to live? And by this, you mean folding your hands together? Yeah, well, the, the, way your, the, way, the way your dad was taught. Yeah, yeah. If you do that forever, 
Yes. The Bible says pray without ceasing. The Bible says you can be praying to God right now. I can be in communication with God right now. We should be in communication with God right now. That means that we are praying whatever we are doing, wherever we are. God doesn't cut himself off from us and God doesn't look down and go, oh, that person doesn't have their fingers flat or they're not playing with beads or they don't have their forehead on the floor. Therefore, I can't hear what they're saying. We serve a God who is a little bit bigger than that. Mm. He is able to hear us in all kinds of environments. And when you read the Bible, you will find people praying in many, many different ways. So traditional Western prayer, um, particularly amongst evangelical Christianity, may be to kneel down, fold hands, and close eyes. You often find people in the Bible doing the opposite, looking up to heaven, raising their arms to heaven. Yeah, it's standing position. And praying in a standing position. With eyes open. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we have many different customs and, and, and so forth that are associated with prayer. Many of them are good. Some of them are not so good. The Bible says, and when you pray, this is uh, Matthew 6 verse 7, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. So in other words, don't say the same prayer over and 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 over, and over again. And so, you know, if you're praying the same prayer with your beads or something like that, that's probably not appropriate. God has heard that prayer before. He doesn't want to hear it again. Um, if you put prayer flags in the wind to flutter. Once again, God knows what's written on that flag. You only have to write it down once. It doesn't need to flutter away. God is bigger than that. He is powerful enough to be able to hear your prayer. Um, and so there are yeah, so many different ways that we can pray. The important thing is not so much how we pray, but that we do pray. Now, there's some great advantages to some of these forms of prayer. So, for instance, the traditional form um, that you'll find in evangelical Christianity, kneeling is a is symbolic and it's a reminder that we are coming into the presence of the ruler of the universe. This is not just one of the fellas. This is you know the creator and ruler of the universe, sovereign God who also wants to be your best friend. And so that's often why we kneel in formal prayer. It's like uh, a humbling. <coughs> yeah, humbling. Clo- uh, folding hands is a great idea for kids because um, kids, you know how kids are in prayer. And they start to go, mm-hmm. yeah, this is why we're always taught to fold our hands uh, when we were um, kids, when we were praying. And it's probably why your dad was taught that way. But I think your dad's teacher may have um, <coughs> used a little bit of license there <laughs> and misled him a little bit, embellished a little bit to uh, try and scare him into uh, obedience. Uh, of course, you've got uh, the concept of closing your eyes means to remove distractions. So that's that's not such a bad thing either. Take its distractions away so that you can focus on communicating with God. And of course, don't forget to pray in the name of the Father. Sorry, to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's what the Bible teaches. So what about like praying out loud or praying silently? Because I've heard some people say they can only concentrate they pray out loud. And some people say you shouldn't pray out loud because the devil can hear you. Yes, I think that, I think that God is a little bit more powerful than, than the devil. And uh, the devil can probably predict what you're going to talk about anyway, so I wouldn't worry about that. God is on your side. You have nothing to fear. Amen. Any prayer is a good prayer. Uh, If you have a question, give us a call here at Faith FM, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number, and uh, we'll love to answer your question. Inside my chest beats a heart You have always blessed But I've pushed you apart I've never had a test That I've passed My life was a mess From the start But you smile at me with love You descend like a dove 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88. Of course, we have now reached the end of our wonderful breakfast show. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we have a free giveaway just to say thanks for listening. And this is a wonderful book. You're actually two books in one and it's uh, to do with prayer, which is great because Lila just answered the uh, how do I pray question for the question of the day, uh, which of course the video will go up on our YouTube. Uh, So give us a call now. I'll be the first person to call through on 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And we will send you free of charge a copy of Prayer 90X. It's actually a book that I have personally gone through, and it's really great. Uh, it's 90 Days to a Spiritually Fit You, 90 Days of Extreme Spiritual Training. It's written by Ivor Myers. On the back it says, If you will commit to 90 days of worship for one hour a day, you will indeed see changes you may have thought impossible. Take a mental picture of where you are now and see what the Spirit of God can do for you in 90 days. Your study of the Bible and your prayer life will not be the same. This book was written for the person who does not know how to have worship and for the person who is very used to worship. It is written so that young and old alike can experience the Bible and worship in a more personal and consistent way. It can be used especially for a small unit or group leader who seeks to assist his or her unit or group in becoming more spiritually fit or for the church as a whole to equip the members with a powerful worship life. We are in the Lord's army and as soldiers, spiritual fitness is vital. Now, this book, it goes through uh, 90 days, so each chapter is broken down into one day. And, uh, and it's, not, it's not a huge book, so it can easily be done uh, with just portioning every day. And then it also comes with a prayer journal. And uh, you can write your notes and you can track your change. This is a wonderful uh, spiritual uh, exercise that you can do to strengthen your walk and your prayer life. Give us a call now if you would like to have this for free. You don't have to do anything other than call us. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We'll see you tomorrow morning after 7 o'clock news.
Your kingdom forever 